So if you're looking for a quote about leadership by women, you want to stay tuned and watch this. I'm going to go over 25 of the best quotes about leadership by women in this episode. And if you stay tuned all the way to the end, I have a bonus for you. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to talk about leadership quotes and specifically inspiring leadership quotes by women, great leadership quotes by women. So now I'm going to be talking about empowering quotes by women of all shades and stripes. So what I'm doing, I'm not looking for um, feminist quotes, for example, like a, a woman needs a man, like a fish needs a bicycle. I'm not talking about that. It's not girl power. That's not it. I'm talking about excellent quotes about leadership that are by uh, women, entrepreneurs, first ladies, uh, prime ministers, all kinds of things. And, and I, I haven't segregated it by party or, um, you know, if they're left or right on the political spectrum or anything like that. I just looked for excellent quotes about leadership. And if there were excellent quotes, it doesn't matter who said it, I included it. So I give you the 25 best leadership quotes that I could find. I scoured groups of quotations by women, give you the 25 best. And again, I told you, if you stay tuned to the end, I'm going to give you an extra bonus that will help you write a report, give a presentation, whatever it is that you're trying to do to use these quotes effectively. Okay, so here we go. The first quote is by Ginny Ramati. She is the executive chairman of IBM, and she said this, I learned to always take on things I never done before. Growth and comfort do not coexist. And that's true. If you're going to be in a place of leadership, you have to understand that you're going to have to do things that you haven't done before. You're going to have to be in a place where you have to be uncomfortable much of the time. So that's important to understand. Number two, J.K. Rowling said, destiny is a name often given in retrospect to choices that had dramatic consequences. And what she's saying there is that it's not, it wasn't foreordained that she would be one of the richest women in the world, author of the Harry Potter series, one of the uh, greatest press runs of books ever in history. It wasn't foreordained. No, she made decisions daily to write. And she, she had overcome 12 rejections before somebody took a chance on her and she made them billions. Destiny is a name often given in retrospect to choices that have dramatic consequences. Number three, Eleanor Roosevelt, former first lady, said, Do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticized anyway. Hey, listen, if you're going to be in leadership, you have to understand criticism is part of the game. People can talk about you all they want. They can take shots at you. Uh, you, you just have to deal with it because you're in charge. So let them be petty if they want. Deal with criticism, but do what you know to be right regardless. Next, Margaret Thatcher, former Prime Minister of Great Britain, known as the Iron Lady, said, Disciplining yourself to do what you know is right and important, although difficult, is the high road to pride, self-esteem, and personal satisfaction. She's right. You have to discipline yourself to keep doing it. Do the right thing. Just stay on track. Just like, because, you know, it's not foreordained, like Rowling said. 
Next, Oprah Winfrey said, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Now, this is important, and here's why. I don't know of any world-class leader in any field who's not passionate about what they do. Passion is a component. It's not the only thing, but it's a necessary component if a leader is going to be successful. Okay, next, Estee Lauder said, I never dreamed about success. I worked for it. <laughs> That's a great quote because hard work is going to be another necessary component of leadership. You have to work hard in order to be successful. It doesn't just magically happen. Next, Himanshu Bahatia, CEO of Rose International, said, As a leader, it's a major responsibility on your shoulders to practice the behavior that you want others to follow. Okay, so let's start to piece these together. It's not preordained. You have to make sure that you're doing the right thing, following your heart to do what is right. You have to make sure that you're disciplined about it. Make sure that you have passion along the way, but you also have to be an example to others. If you are an example to others, people will follow that example. Speaking of examples to others, here's Rosa Parks. She said, I've learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Rosa Parks had to look at that fear straight in the eye and do it anyway. And she was prepared before this. She didn't just one day sit, sit in the bus and say, I'm tired, I'm not getting up. She had planned for this. She was prepared. There were a group of activists that were ready for what was going to happen. And when the time came, she did it. She felt the fear and she did it anyway. That leads me to Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube. She said this, rarely are opportunities presented to you in a perfect way, in a nice little box with a yellow bowl on top. Here, open it. It's perfect. You'll love it. Opportunities, the good ones, are messy, confusing, and hard to recognize. They're risky. They challenge you. That's the way that opportunities come. You don't always say, wow, like this is great. You Sometimes you say, wow, like this is not so great. Rosa Parks, I'm sure, was in the latter category thinking, you know, this is going to be trouble. But she saw that opportunity. It didn't just come in a box. It wasn't like a, opening a box of chocolates. It wasn't that. It was something that she had to go through in order to get to a greater good. Okay, next one. Uh, this is Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. She's the former president of Liberia. And she said this, the size of your dreams must always exceed your current capacity to achieve them. If your dreams do not scare you, they are not big enough. And I think a lot of people who aspire into to leadership positions are thinking small ball. Stop thinking small ball. Think big. Next, this is Diane Feinstein, U.S. Senator from California. She said this, 90% of leadership is the ability to communicate something that people want. Now that's important because if you want to lead people, you have to lead them where they want to go. You need to communicate what they want. You need to help them achieve what they're trying to get. Next, the former UN ambassador, Nikki Haley, said this, some people think that you have to be the loudest voice in the room to make a difference. That's just not true. Often the best thing we can do is turn down the volume. When the sound is quieter, you can actually hear what someone else is saying, and that can make a world of difference. Now, that's a great quote, because sometimes we think we just have to communicate and communicate and communicate. And that's true that you have to communicate, but very often you need to listen much more than you need to talk. Next, Mary Barra, CEO of General Motors, said, it's okay to admit 
what you don't know. It's okay to ask for help, and it's more than okay to listen to the people that you lead. In fact, it's essential. Great quote. Now, I find that this happens very often, that leaders get promoted into a leadership position, and then they try to pretend like they have all the answers, like they know everything. You don't know everything, but if you pretend that you have all the answers, you're going to cut yourself off from people that are willing to help you, who have the answers, but you're trying to pretend like you have it all together. Don't do that. Be honest. Be vulnerable. And when you ask, guess what? People want to support you, as long as you're not being a jerk about things. And this leads to the next quote. Indra Noye, CEO of PepsiCo, said, Whatever anybody says or does, assume positive intent. You will be amazed at how your whole approach to a person or problem becomes very different. Yes, assume positive intent. Look, you don't get to the top of a major organization by uh, blaming others for what's going on in the world or playing a victim or uh, shirking responsibility. Take responsibility and assume the best of other people along the way. If you assume the best of them, they react to you very differently than if you're saying, well, you're just this or you're just that or blaming people for whatever they're doing. Assume the best in others. And in a similar vein, Dana Perino, the former White House press secretary, said, I believe that a positive outlook and treating others with respect, dignity, and graciousness lead to professional and personal success. It's a no-lose formula. Now, sometimes I like the way that she phrased that. Sometimes we talk about a win-win. This is a no-lose formula. Just treat people kindly. Treat them with dignity. Treat them, assume the best in them, just like you would want them to assume the best in you. Next, Lisa Cash Hansen. She's an author and a mompreneur. She said, leadership is the ability to guide others without force into a direction or decision that leaves them still feeling empowered and accomplished. Now, I want to highlight the without force because very often we think about leadership as, I'm going to tell you what to do. I order you. It's not. Leadership is so much not that. It is about influence. It's about guiding them. It's about helping them grow. It's about all these other factors, not about giving orders. And, and if we have this mental model about leadership, about being telling people what to do, we're going to create unnecessary options obstacles that will hamper our ability to lead. In a similar vein, Anita Roddick, the founder of The Body Shop, said, What I have learned is that people become motivated when you guide them to the source of their own power and when you make heroes out of employees who personify what you want to see in the organization. Why wouldn't they feel motivated when you're helping them to feel their own power, when you're holding them up as role models for the organization because they embody the values? Okay, next, Yana Van Zandt, an author who's written many books. She said, the way to achieve your own success is to be willing to help somebody else get it first. That reminds me of the Zig Ziglar quote that's very similar to that that says, you can have anything you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Great quote. Think in those terms. Think win-win. Think how you can add value. And if I can add value to you, that value will return to me. Next quote, Irene Rosenfield, former chairman and CEO of Mondelez International said, our emerging workforce is not interested in command and control leadership. They don't want to do things because I said so. They want to do things because they want to do them. And if you can help people achieve what they want to do instead of just telling people what to do, you will go far as a leader. Okay, next, Kat Cole, the former president of Cinnabon and former CEO of Focus Brand, said, your job as a leader is to stay as close 
in touch as possible with those closest to the action. That is, listen to the people on the front lines. They know what's going on. Well, yes, I, I did that job 20 years ago. Now I'm at the top of the pyramid. So what? Listen to the people that on the, at the front line. They have ground truth. They will guide you as long as you're being kind to them. They'll guide you. They want you to succeed. Listen to the front line. Okay, next, Margaret Mead, an anthropologist, said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Look, sometimes we have this idea that we have to have everybody on our side. Nope, you just need a small core that's dedicated and you can make a huge change. Okay, next, Sheryl Sandberg, the COO, that's the Chief Operating Officer of Facebook, said this, leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that your impact lasts in your absence. Now that's a great quote and here's why. Sometimes leaders have this idea that, um, you know, if it falls apart when I'm gone, I'm a great leader because, you know, it, it's working when I'm there. No, if you if you step away from the organization and everything falls apart, you didn't build the organization well enough. It's not structured to be able to handle a situation when you're not there. It's weak. On the other hand, if you can step away from the organization and everything still works, you're doing a good job as the leader because you've built in sub-leaders all the way down the line who can handle what comes next. Okay, Joanna Cuella, she's an author and she's written a lot about leadership, said this, leadership is not a person or a position. It's a complex moral relationship between people based on trust, obligation, commitment, emotion, and a shared vision of the good. Let me repeat that. Trust. You have to have trust. If trust is absent, your leadership isn't going to work. Obligation. There's mutual obligation between the leader and the follower. Sometimes we just think the, the followers are the ones that are obligated. No, no. You're obligated as a leader, and I'll talk about that next. Commitment. Commitment, you're committed to the mission of the organization, you're committed to each other. Emotion, look, sometimes we think just talk to the head, don't talk to the head, talk to the heart. Because if you're talking to the heart, you're going to get emotional commitment and a shared vision of the good. That is, we all have to be on the same page. It's not just what you as the leader decide, but we all have to be moving the right direction toward this shared value of what we decide is the good. Okay, if you get those five factors, a lot happens right in leadership. And this leads me to the next one. Rear Admiral Grace Hopper was the first female Rear Admiral in the United States Navy. She said this, leadership is a two-way street, loyalty up and loyalty down, respect for one's superiors and care for one's crew. Now, I love that quote because there's respect going up and there's care going down. You have an obligation to your people to take care of them if you are in a position of leadership and she understands that. And she understood it so well that the USS Hopper was named in honor of Admiral Hopper. It's a guided missile destroyer. Okay, here's my last quote. It's by Maya Angelou. And this one means so much. As a professor, I'd like to think that my students will hear what I say and the, the, the lessons will be lodged in their heads and they'll remember it. They don't. What they remember is this. Maya Angelou said, I have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's powerful. They'll never forget how you made them feel. They'll, they'll, they'll walk away with that lesson, but they won't always remember what I lectured in class. And that seems unfortunate, but that's the way that that works. Hey, listen, 
I hope that this helps you. I hope this helps you create your paper, your presentation, whatever it is that you're using, why you're searching for leadership quotes by women. I have a bonus for you, and I told you at the beginning that I had this bonus for you. So here's the bonus. I'm going to link the PowerPoint with all of the quotes that I just talked about, with all the women's faces and the quotes. It's all nicely laid out. It's, it's my PowerPoint that I use in my presentations, but you can have it. You can use whatever you want of it, however many of the quotes that you like, free of charge, no problem. Uh, all you have to do is click the link below. And if you got some value out of this presentation, I would really hope that you would subscribe because there's plenty more of free resources for you. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you liked it and leave a comment below. Let me know how this helped you. If, if it was helpful to you or if there was something that I missed, other good quotes, I'm always looking for other good quotes. Hey, thanks so much for your time. This is the Leadersmith Podcast. And in this podcast, I am trying to help you become a better leader because I want you to become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Thanks for your time. Thank mm-hmm. you.